0: Those Two Jerks is brought to you in part by Maverick Group, Maverick Group Experiential Technology. Need some nerds? Let's build something awesome together. Maverick. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Those Two Jerks, episode 156. I am your host, the Tom Alexander. Joining me, as always, are the Sussman, Rick Sussman. Hi, Rick. Hi, Tom. And the vocational Chris Vu. Hi, Chris.
1: Good evening. Good evening.
0: That's right. It's the evening of Monday, November 19th, 2018. We have six more after this one. Six more. That's all she wrote. (laughs) Of course. Barring one of these next ten things happen. Okay. I love this.
2: I don't know why I love this so much. It's it's the same lead in it's the same lead, it doesn't change, it's not even that good, but for whatever reason I'm just like I don't, I don't know why. I
0: think why? I think because because it's finally a bit we're committed to sticking with for a long period oh, we, of time.
2: We got one of those, huh? every every 50 episodes we're gonna to stick to something for longer than 20 minutes it's a chromium yeah. cover is what it is
0: yeah yeah but see when they're all chromium covers none of them are a variant anymore <laughs> well, one of these days if i decide to ha- you know actually have a work ethic i'm gonna compile all of the New regular features that we debuted on this show that were that were that were one and done's. (laughs) Like we introduced them as it'll be a new regular segment and then we never did it again.
2: That sounds right. That sounds good.
0: We could do we could probably do a a solid 30 minutes on that alone.
2: (laughs) Certainly not a waste of time at all.
0: No, no, I couldn't there's definitely not anything else I could be doing that's more productive. (laughs)
2: Literally not anything.
0: No, not one damn thing I can think of. <laughs>
2: well, Tom, uh, wh- where where do we stand on those magic uh, seals?
0: All right. So in brief, if you haven't heard this before, and I don't understand how you'd be here now if you haven't heard this part before, but we're ending six shows from now because we have been cursed by the coin. However, there are 10 seals, and if any of the seals opens before our end, then we're spared damnation to sports hell for all eternity so seal number one man walks on mars Mm, no nowhere closer to happening (laughs) Seal number two vanderley silva lets usada drug test him nowhere closer to happening no change from last week seal number three john bones jones passes any sort of drug test anyone that's
1: that's getting that, real that one's close. Getting really close. It's getting yeah. very real close. close. He's got Especially a fight coming up
0: real soon. Yeah.
1: And and well, I guess it's got to be before the end of the year. But I do know Dana White is really wishing and hoping that Daniel Cormier prolongs his uh, three fight until retirement. His you know the coin cursed him too. <laughs>
3: um,
1: his three fight until retirement deal just to to try to cap it off with a trilogy fight. For the the bones thing, so it won't happen for the end of the year, but no, but
0: nonetheless, nonetheless. Uh, all right, so that was uh, four, yeah, no, that was three. Uh, let's see, number four, indie wrestler Effie reveals himself to actually <laughs> be Ric Flair in disguise. Uh, that son who- of a
2: bitch is too damn busy. I mean, uh, who's to say? who's to say if that will happen yet Tom? <laughs> what is that
0: what is he, getting plastic surgery to make himself look like rick flair what do you mean he's too busy he's this, too busy to actually be another person what are you talking about
2: you know i don't i'm, I'm not telling you how to do your job all right don't don't uh tell me this how this is to do not my...
0: this is not your job your job is not to pull your job is not to create a work on this show the show there itself, are many people. The show itself is a work, okay?
2: There, there are many people who would disagree with this sentence. <laughs> many, many people.
0: You mean, by, by many people, you mean Jesse.
2: I don't just mean Jesse. I mean, yeah, probably Jesse, but I don't <laughs> just mean Jesse. I mean,
0: honestly, he's the only one who listens to this. I mean, <laughs> you, I, that's not what I mean. You definitely mean Jesse. <laughs> Note to self and anyone listening. If anytime Rick says, people have been telling me, or... No, more. many people say that. He just means Jesse. That's all he means. I don't like you. <laughs> Notice the lack of denial.
2: <coughs> there are other people.
0: <clears throat> okay.
2: Just the other day, someone came up to me and said, Sir, sir, please, more episodes of those. <laughs> yeah, <years."
0: laughs> oh yeah. Yes, definitely. <laughs> they said that. You sure it wasn't? Sir, sir, you're making a scene please put your pants on
2: <laughs> no no was, sir sir please we need more help sir You have to bring us. <laughs> and I said only I can help and they said sir more information please wow wow. what, what, what other seals are you going to butcher okay. this
0: week Warner Brothers announces it will reboot the DC movie universe
2: so that's about three weeks away
0: <laughs> that's, yeah, we've I been mean... saying that for six weeks now <laughs> No, cuz
2: that's
1: when Aquaman debuts. <laughs> with a bunch of reshot stuff?
0: Yes. Stop it. Stop it with the reshot stuff. Every big budget movie has reshoots.
1: Yes, but they're they're <laughs> pulling away from the the Snyder cut of Aquaman.
0: There's no Snyder cut of Aquaman.
1: <laughs> I just read some CBR article about it.
0: Don't don't <laughs> read that website. That website is a joke. They make everything up.
2: I mean, honestly, it is a website that's reported on literally me more than once. Like, it's a exactly. website that reports more on me than those two jerks does.
0: So. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Okay. Major League Baseball decides it will close its doors. Now, we did think they were going to get close because they canceled the World Series this year, but. Shut up. Shut but up. so far, so far. That is uh that is not something that is happening. UCF gets invited to and wins the college football playoff. That that took a giant step forward this week. Well, we won't know that officially until tomorrow night. So by the time you hear this, Rick could be correct. Or he could be lying as always.
2: Whoa, whoa! Pretty attacked here.
0: Again, again, note note the lack of denial.
3: Wait, Hey, wait a minute. I just denied it.
0: No, you didn't. You just asked why I'm saying that. You didn't deny it. (sighs) Fine. Rake rake your forest floor, sir. Rake your forest floor.
2: (laughs) See, it's not the snow. It's the the leaves.
0: Get it under control.
2: (laughs) Get get rid of the leaves. Buy your forest
0: rake, damn it. If you if you rake the floor, you won't get forced. That's what they do in Finland. They just rake the floor, and it's it's great. They never have this problem in Finland. (laughs) (laughs) Exacerbated
2: Chris noise. This is this is already a great
0: episode. Yeah, it didn't even take fifteen minutes for Chris. No, this is Chris to be perturbed.
2: Love exacerbated Chris noise. It's one of my
0: favorite noises ever. So back, back to UCF. So in case you uh, don't follow college football or otherwise live under a rock, UCF hosted college game day this weekend for the first time ever ESPN's college game day broadcast live from the campus of UCF, which was capped off by 83 year old Lee Corso, putting on the entire nitro costume to tell, say he was picking UCF to win Saturday night's game which was on primetime on ABC against uh, number 24, Cincinnati. And
2: number... Sin T. See if anyone gets that reference.
0: Well, I sure don't. Anyway. um, when Homer's trying to
2: make money on betting, and he uh,
0: calls
2: the betting hotline. Uh, okay. Anyway. Uh, yes, they hosted Cincinnati here uh, in the, uh, is it the Bounce House? Is it the yeah, Loud Bounce? It's called
0: the Bounce House. Bounce House is what it's affectionately known, Spectrum Stadium. Um, despite some strange things like uh, ESPN choosing Maury Povich as the guest game picker for game day that day, which had he has no connection to UCF at all. It was basically or so football. that... football. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Very good, Chris. Very good. wait hang on well is
1: this some sort of like gag that they do or
0: well no it every week they choose a celebrity a celebrity to come on and pick some of the games with them because they predict who's going to win some of the games and usually it's someone who has a connection to the university where they are or the city um or it's somebody who's you know shamelessly uh, pimping some Disney, ABC, ESPN project. Okay. Okay. Yes. Well, this was none of those things.
1: <laughs> oh, so I, I, I figured it'd be like the latter, but no, no it, not a, even.
0: it was not even that. Um, basically, uh, because Morrie Povich does the, the whole envelope thing on his show. You are the father. You are not the father. Um, he's, you know, he still has a show. Oh, he still has a show. Um, still has a show. America. Very, it's doing very well. Doing very well. Huge. Oh. Huge numbers, huge. He rakes, everyone says so. He rakes his backyard, and so he's doing great. Um. Anyway, um, he's that he, but because of the envelope thing, there's a meme of him opening the envelope, and you know yeah. the results are in. You are blah blah blah. So, and most people who are actually at game day claim this sign that they showed right before the commercial break is an yet was an ESPN created sign. Because Game Day, the crowd that lines up, they're famous for making all these signs that show up in the background with memes or funny sayings or making fun of the hosts of Game Day or other teams, um, this and that. Um, sometimes it's, you know, mom, send money, the typical college cliche nonsense. Um, but right before the commercial break where they announced the surprise celebrity guest, um, there was a fan holding a sign of the Mori Povich meme. Saying, the results are in UCF, you are not the national champion. And of course, ESPN showed that right before the commercial break to say, and by the way, Mori Povich is our surprise celebrity guest, and he'll be here after the break. Most people who were there claimed that the person holding the sign uh, was an ESPN plant, that ESPN created the sign simply to uh, announce that Mori Povich was coming on. And so he was chosen to sort of hand in hand with that meme. Mm. As a backhanded sort of, hey, you're not the national champs, UCF, but we're here, so consolation prize. Uh, But when he picked UCF to win, he, of course, pulled the name out of an envelope and did his whole shtick. Anyway, despite all of that, UCF uh, playing what most people would say is the biggest game on the biggest day in the history of UCF athletics uh, on primetime on ABC with the whole nation watching. Uh dominated cincinnati in every phase of the game
2: except for the opening plays (laughs) oh my
0: god i i have to tell you i i must have dropped four pounds of crap in my pants (laughs) that first there was was an audible there was
2: an audible coming from everybody when i saw that happen
0: yes yeah uh chris probably didn't watch the game if you missed it the first uh UCF's first offensive play of the game, the quarterback fumbles the ball and Cincinnati recovers it in the end zone for a touchdown on the first play.
2: This is after uh, the Knights were able to hold them to dick all on offense.
0: Yeah, yeah. The the Knights defense, which has not been great all year, held Cincinnati to no points in their first possession. And then with a chance to make a statement and just kick the offense into high gear, fumble, recovered for a touchdown for the other team. It did not look good. It didn't look good early. Um but things got clicking and uh UCFs UCF never let Cincinnati in the game after that in fact. Uh the score was what was the final score Rick 35 to 13?
2: 38. They 38, added a uh, field goal at the last second.
0: 38-13 and the game wasn't even really that close. Um Cincinnati scored one touchdown in garbage time at the end. Um so it was really if you want to think about it 38 to 6. Um, not not a good performance by Cincinnati. Uh, UCF got the chance to show, hey, yeah, we got a, a good football team here. And uh, if you haven't seen us, you probably should. So uh, UCF rewarded, moving up two spots in both the AP and coaches polls. Uh, so they are now number uh, tied for, number eight. And tied, for yeah, eight tied
2: for eight in the AP,
0: tied with LSU for eight, <sighs> and number nine in the coaches poll. And uh, Tuesday night, we'll see where the College Football Playoff Committee chooses to rank them. Hang on.
1: So it's two quasi-respected polls? Yeah. The two polls that that technically matter. You have UCF in the top ten. Right. And there's a chance that they're not going to be in the playoffs? There's almost no chance they are going to be in
0: the playoffs. the The playoff is only the top four teams according to the committee's Oh, rankings. that's right,
1: that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So right yeah. now, Cr- UCF, UCF is 11 <laughs> in the playoff rankings, but the new ones come out Tuesday. So they'll likely move into the top 10 because at least one team ahead of them, West Virginia, lost. So they should at least move to 10. Um, whether they move up higher by uh, the committee seeing that they dominated a ranked opponent. Also, Pittsburgh, the team, a Power Five team that UCF slaughtered earlier in the season, uh, won its division in the ACC and will now face Clemson for the conference championship. So uh, that looks like a much better win than people said it was at the time. But no credit given.
1: Yeah, so but that doesn't work backwards, right?
0: Eh, it should, but it, it
2: should. Uh, I mean, so it UCF does.
0: it does for other teams.
2: Yeah, oh, UCF okay.
1: raffles right. off.
2: Mm-hmm. And uh, Notre Dame barely beats Pitt. And it was like, ah, Notre Dame, they found a way to win. And then UCF was like, wait, 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 we we obliterated that team. Like they straight up got, they got murder stomped. Yeah, it was like, it was like 42 yeah. to
0: 13 or something. It was terrible.
2: Yeah, I think it was 48 to 14, but it doesn't okay. matter. It was um, awful. Because they was like, oh, well, you know, that's before Pitt really got it together. And now they're the ACC coastal champions. And they're going to, they're going to play and lose to <laughs> Clemson in the ACC title game. Oh, but if they win, Tom. Oh, but if Pitt wins.
0: <laughs> yeah, see, here's the problem, though. If Pitt beats Clemson, there's still a chance Clemson could get into the playoff, depending on what else <laughs> happens around them. Pitt, though, by virtue of beating Clemson, will not get into the playoff, no matter <laughs> no matter what they do. <laughs>
2: That's so stupid.
0: It's so but stupid! Win a Power 5, beat the number two team in the country, you're still not invited. Sorry. But also, they have four losses, so I can understand to a degree. No team with two losses has ever been invited to the playoff, let alone
2: four. Oh, well, there you go. But no, I, I, if you win the ACC, theoretically, that should count, right?
0: Well, theoretically, but yeah. you don't get TV ratings when you're pit. So, no. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll, fi- we'll find out if there's been any movement on that seal. Uh, by the time you hear this, very likely... Um, because Tuesday night the rankings will come out. Um, so by by the time you hear this, you will probably have a sense of whether this is any closer coming to fruition. Um, I would venture a guess, no. Um, not. I think the only shot UCF has at at even getting close is chaos in the next two weeks. Um, you know, you've got to have some some big name teams lose their conference championship games or lose on rivalry weekend coming up this weekend um in order to for UCF to gain traction enough traction to be considered for the top 4.
2: Um, yeah, but who doesn't love chaos though?
0: Oh, in college football chaos is the best thing because then you get to see where all the biases really are. <laughs> it's like it's like when you're cleaning out an old barn and you finally move the chassis of that old car and all the roaches skitter out from underneath.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's that. It's that exact thing. All right. So, let's move on. Kanye West releases an album devoted to the benefits of single-payer health care. No movement. No change. And uh, President Trump vows to leave the NFL alone regarding the anthem. Now, no change there. However, wa- the Washington Redskins have a quarterback opening, and should they sign Colin Kaepernick, which they won't, um, yeah. we may have some movement on that front. <laughs> Negative movement, I should say. <laughs> minus movement yes yes but uh no it looks as if the redskins signed mark sanchez
2: yes the sanchez they signed him so that matters
0: yeah so he's gonna back up colt mccoy to replace the Thiesmond, alex smith
2: poor alex smith alex smith never did nothing to deserve
0: this no no so then it brings us to the final one which is pete rose getting into the baseball hall of fame now Uh, I wouldn't call what's happened with this movement, but the annual baseball hall of fame ballot was released today. And, uh, that's always a good time to argue about these guys.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And why not kill 10 minutes?
0: Yeah. Why not? Why not bitch about the old men who vote for this and, and kill 10 minutes. Exactly. So Pete Rose, of course, not on the ballot. Um, doesn't mean that the uh, what do they they don't call it the Veterans Committee anymore. It's called the uh, the modern the modern game committee or some <laughs> nonsense um, could vote him in if they want. But I doubt it. He's still banned. Um, but so the actual eligible people, there is one stone cold pot lead pipe lock uh, to get into the Hall of Fame this year. And that is Mariano Rivera, also known as Rick. The
2: hammer of God.
0: Exactly. Um, I like it better when you say it because you hate the Yankees so much.
2: That's eh, fine.
0: <laughs> but, yes, the Yankees closer, Mariano Rivera, um, I would say, and most some people would say arguably, I'm going to say inarguably, the greatest closer ever uh, in, in the history he gets of baseball. all of the cookies. Yeah, he gets all the cookies um, and the coffee. <laughs> um, yep. Uh he's it's his first year of eligibility. There's no way he's not getting in this year. In the past, there's been some bias against relievers, relief pitchers getting in, but uh not him. Save he's got all time record for saves, uh most dominant postseason closer ever. Uh given up less than one run per nine inning in the postseason. All time. Just
2: disgusting.
0: Whole career.
2: Just absolutely filthy disgusting.
0: Yeah. Um, and then uh, then beneath him, there's a lot of guys who've gotten some decent vote totals over the last several years that might sneak in, like Edgar Martinez, the DH. Um, I don't personally think he belongs in the Hall of Fame, but he's probably going to get in one of these days. <laughs> this <laughs> sure might be the year. This might be the year. He's got name recognition, and he hangs around, and people like him, so he'll probably get in. Um, I just... He doesn't have the the counting statistics, so to speak, of 500 homers or 3000 hits that would make him an automatic lock and he was a DH most of his career. So if your only job is to hit and you haven't gotten the I hate to say this requisite number of hitting things then I don't think you belong. But that's me and I'm not an old white man. I am a nearing middle age white man so I don't get to vote for this.
1: I mean, we're all closer to forty than thirty, right? I said oh, I said geez.
0: nearing middle age. Alright, alright. <laughs> Not middle aged yet. Soon. Very soon. Um let's see who else on the ballot this year? Roy Halliday. The late Roy Halliday who died in a plane crash last year. Uh, just off the coast of Florida actually. Uh, I don't know, Rick. Hey, look, a Florida connection. Hey, look at that. Roy Halladay, 200 wins, which is not usually the bar to get into the Hall of Fame, but he was uh, one of the most dominant pitchers of his era. Hall of Famer?
2: I don't want to discuss this. What? <laughs> uh, no, it's, Why? It's because he's dead.
0: So and... what? There are a lot of guys who are dead that people talk about whether they get in the Hall of Fame or not.
2: Okay, so which dead guys do we need to talk about getting into the Hall of Fame between you and me?
0: Boog Powell. I don't know. He's alive. <laughs> He's actually alive. I think. So.
2: <laughs> it, there's, there's just, <laughs> I don't know. Don't you feel this is just a little morose? Just a no. Just a I little.
0: Here, we're talking about the man's playing career. We're not talking about the man. Okay. <sighs> It and, makes me uncomfortable, however... I he think asked, he gets in because of sentimentality, to be honest.
2: Well, also, uh, I mean, you know, it's not like they're putting Pete Rose in.
0: <laughs> that is true. Much to the dismay of our fan.
2: <laughs> That's for the fan to decide.
0: <laughs> then we have uh, Mike Messina and Kurt Schilling, two starting oh, pitchers. Uh, Schilling does not have the... Uh, the 300 wins that most voters like to see from starting pitchers but he's, he's got, got sock he's got the bloody sock he also has uh, a series of twitter comments including uh, burying hillary clinton under the jail and uh, some other less savory well, hang on things
2: now, hang on now you just see see uh, there's always a method to my madness tom i <laughs> know you-
0: <laughs> there no there isn't you fell ass backwards into this
2: no, I did not. I knew you were going to bring up Schilling. I read the rundown, you schmuck. What <laughs> makes you think I didn't figure this out?
0: Go ahead. Go ahead, sir.
1: Giving me no goddamn credit. No, anyway. because you
0: still have to take off your shoes to count to 20. 24. Anyway. Oh, um, That was
2: creepy. <laughs> you just said. That we're supposed to be evaluating Roy Holiday not because he's dead, but because he was a player. And then you're over here not evaluating Kurt kind of racist Shilling on the ground, <laughs> not on the grounds of his abilities, but on his Twitter account. All right, well
0: let's just talk about his abilities then. Uh, his abilities <laughs> are he doesn't have 300 wins. Fine, he has a strikeout to, a good strikeout to walk ratio, the best of the modern era, and he was a decent postseason pitcher late in his career when he finally got to the postseason. But other than that, he was he was a very good starting pitcher. Tom, who yeah. did he
2: get to the postseason with? Uh,
0: initially, the Arizona Diamondbacks. He won the World uh-huh. Series with them. That's and then true. that's true. Yeah. And then he was part of the Red Sox team that broke the curse and won the World Series in 2004 when they vacated the World Series for the first time. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And several times since then.
2: Right. And so so you're trying to tell me that you aren't just a little biased here.
0: No, I'm telling you I'm not, because uh, look at the man's numbers. Look at his career, his body of work. He was Mm -hmm. he was he was very good. He got to Arizona. He won a World Series MVP, co-MVP, by the way, not by himself, co-MVP with Randy Johnson. And he had the bloody sock game, which was the hallmark of his career. That, to me, that's not a Hall of Famer. That's a guy who, that sock goes in the Hall of Fame. He's part of the lore of baseball, just like Don Larson, who threw a perfect game in the World Series for the Yankees. He's not in the Hall of Fame and doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame.
2: Same I thing. Uh, I, I think you're super biased here.
0: I think, I think you are trying to set me off, and it's not No, work. I'm not. I
2: generally think that Kurt Schilling deserves to be in the Hall of Fame more Why? than Chuck Knobloch.
0: Chuck Knobloch doesn't deserve to go either. Well, that's my point. He's not even on the ballot anymore. Oh, well, he shouldn't be. Exactly. Why did you bring him up?
2: <laughs> that was to set you off, Tom. See? See? You never give me any credit. I you tinker with you and I you toy with you.
0: Up, you show up to a fight armed with like a handful of tiddlywinks and that rubber ball from an old jack set. And, and somehow you still manage to fight me down to overtime. I don't understand <laughs> it
2: it's the magic it's the magic of the dance
0: talk. trash talk it's all trash talk all it is <laughs> you're the latrell spreewell of arguing
2: <laughs> hey i'm a winner
0: yeah you also choked the coach yeah.
2: coaches sometimes you get choked <laughs> Boy, um I
0: all right Schilling tell me deserves why to get in but why? that's not
2: really the topic
0: tell me yes it is we're talking about whether it deserves to get in tell me why
2: I think he was a dominant pitcher. I think he was part of teams that wouldn't allow him to get 300 wins because they didn't need him to do all the work. And Like who? The Arizona Diamondbacks. You just said.
0: That one year.
2: Okay, so that's that's another 20 or 30 wins that he's never going to get. But he was the best pitcher on a bunch
0: of bad Phillies teams before that.
2: I guess the better question is why don't you think he deserves to get in, especially in a mediocre class?
0: Because, like I said, he was a, the best pitcher on a bunch of bad Phillies teams. That, to me, okay, so you're, oh, there's an old joke I would put in here, but it's really insensitive. So I'm no, not what are going to. <laughs> Let's just say you're the smartest kid in the dumb class. Let's <laughs> oh, go okay. with that. All right? So that to me doesn't mean Hall of Fame, and he wasn't even the most important pitcher on those Red Sox teams, especially the 0-4 team. That was Pedro Martinez.
2: Well, I mean, as much as as much baseball inside baseball talk as we're ever going to get on this show, I, I I think you're I don't think you're ever going to give him a proper shake. One, because he was a Red Sox who put the knife into your silly team and its crazy dumb curse, and two, because he has sort of made himself a bit of a uh in his uh later career yeah
0: and that is that is why he probably won't get in is because he's alienated a lot of people in his retirement through because of his politics and his tweets um that's that's why he probably won't get in um mike messina mike messina again was very good um dominant i guess didn't get to 300 wins doesn't have a world series ring I think he was a great pitcher, but I don't think he belongs in the Hall of Fame either. But he may get yeah. in this year. And if not this year, he may get in the year after. So then then we get to Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. <laughs> who we talk about every year. Um, Nah. <laughs> Nah, you don't want to talk about it or nah they don't belong. They
1: shouldn't be allowed in.
2: Nah, we're not I'm not I'm not there yet.
0: You're not not ready to let them in.
2: Nah. No need.
0: I I think they both belong. I think they both
2: I I don't I don't think they've served enough penance in purgatory.
0: Well this is their seventh ballot. They're only allowed to stay on for ten. Put them in at (laughs) ten. You know what's gonna happen? is that exact die
2: there no that
0: that exact thing will happen they'll probably both get in on their 10th ballot because baseball writers think like that
2: yeah but or or one of them will tragically pass away way too young and everyone will go oh shit we didn't do it in time
0: (laughs) i don't know why i'm laughing at that but you're probably right because
2: i'm right
0: yeah you are right
2: That's what's going to, I mean, the whole point is to make them go, are they, aren't they, are they, aren't they, are they, aren't they? No, they're both going to get in. They'll get in at nine or 10 after it's all been, you know, decided. And then God forbid, one of them actually dies young. Everyone's going to go, fuck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let's see. Okay. So here's, here's an interesting one. Omar Vizquel.
2: Why is that interesting? Who cares about Omar Vizquel?
0: Because Omar Vizquel is one of the best defensive players at, that, at shortstop ever. He's got a, a million gold gloves in a row, but he couldn't hit for shit. And he's on the ballot. No. God, no. Is his
2: rookie card worth anything? Hell no. He doesn't <laughs> get on any ballots.
0: He did have almost 2,900 hits.
2: Oh, Chris, have you ever heard of Omar Vizquel ever in your life? No.
0: Oh, okay. well, That's not fair. Chris hasn't heard of half the guys we just talked about.
2: Half the guys we just talked about don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame.
0: <laughs> I think Omar Vizquel belongs. If Ozzy Smith is in there, Omar Vizquel belongs Oh, my in there. God.
2: You're comparing. Okay, I'm done. I can't. I can't.
0: What? Right, You're, see...
2: wizard... You're comparing the Wizard of Oz to Jabroni number four.
0: They're the same kind of player. They were yeah, both one of elite, them was worth something. elite defensive shortstops.
2: Could Ozzy hit?
0: No. No. Okay. <laughs> no, Ozzy was not a good hitter. All right. Well, right.
2: Ozzy was on an episode of The Simpsons.
0: Fair enough. I'll give you that.
2: Potentially the best one ever.
0: Uh, there's an argument to be made there, for sure. <laughs> for sure. All right, and then there's a bunch of other people no one cares about on the ballot, but uh,
2: as opposed to these ones that we just mentioned that nobody cares about
0: that are on the ballot. Hey, people care. I don't know who, but people. Yeah, care. I was in name two. <laughs> I can name two. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. The seals have been checked. You know where we stand. Now let's talk about the NFL. Oh, finally. This is an interesting one. The Cleveland Browns. Is this, real? This, yes. is real. this is real. real. Super real. This is real. duper real an actual thing. Um, the team has not commented. But which is
2: also which is kinda odd that the team wouldn't bother commenting. You'd figure they'd be like, Yeah, we're doing this. Just for the pub.
0: Right. Right. So here we go. The Cleveland Browns reportedly want to interview Condoleezza Rice to be their next head coach. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Condoleezza Rice, the former U.S. Secretary of State, uh, is a noted football aficionado and a lifelong Browns fan. She's often seen at Browns games. She's also a, a big Stanford football fan. She was part of the inaugural. College Football Playoff Committee. She was on the committee for three years. Uh, she's not anymore, but she was. Uh, she's been featured in ads modeling Brown's swag, let's say. And uh, there's been a push to get more women into coaching roles in men's sports. There's you know some women assistant coaches in the NFL and the NBA and female officials uh, in both of those sports. And so now... It appears, according to ESPN, that she's on the short list to be interviewed to be the head coach. <laughs> oh, how let's do you bear in mind she's never been a coach before yeah,
2: of anything silly, like, at any yeah, level. Ever.
0: At any level, however, she did run the U.S. State Department, which <laughs> arguably is more difficult than running an NFL team.
2: I don't think it's any. I don't think it's less difficult than running the Browns. <laughs>
0: Why is that exactly? Because the Browns are terrible
2: and our country can't really get its ass out of its own way. So, you know, yeah, but that wasn't sense. the case
0: when she was there.
2: No, I just mean in general.
0: Oh, OK. Fair.
2: Like throughout throughout throughout
0: ever. <laughs> They're similar. It's a similar gig. Really? This is yeah. one of those. So
1: <laughs> that will truly show what's wrong with our country. If there's a female NFL coach. Okay. Essentially elected before, like president, because I mean, like <laughs> the president should like sort of like represent all the people, right? Like it's a little bit more representative of our. our
2: I don't. I, I don't know. I think. That, I think that's very progressive that we would have a female football coach before a president. It shows, in general, that the NFL
1: is ahead of the curve. <laughs> I can't even. Say for, that for I once, I just think so that it would be the other way around. That well, be would... more macho and you know a boys club and that sort of thing you don't ex- you don't want america to be a boys club but maybe this is a step in the right direction this will but i mean like what is the actual chance of this happening
0: low Ooh, uh, n-
1: almost none
0: yeah almost none in fact the browns gm said she has not been discussed as a coaching candidate but she's friends with the owners so we don't know if the owners are thinking about this which is entirely possible, because the owners of the Browns are crazy. Um, <laughs> Rice has also said she's not ready to coach.:
2: Oh, okay.
0: that she thinks that an <laughs> NFL head coach should have some experience <laughs> being a coach. Um, but oh, she well, wants. I mean... But that she hopes the NFL brings women into the profession as position coaches and coordinators and eventually head coaches, because right now the assistant coaches, the female assistant coaches in the NFL are like quality control coaches or um, they're low level assistants. They're not position coaches or higher. Um, So she's saying, you know, it's, it's, it would be a great thing for that, but that she's not exactly ready, but she did offer to call one or two plays for the Browns next season.
2: I mean, I could do that too. It's called belly 23 up the middle. That's
0: fine.
2: (laughs) (coughs) Um, Do they suck?
0: The Browns, the Browns, they're they're better than they were last year and the year before.
2: That, that that no, Tom, explain what you just said.
0: All right, last year they were zero and sixteen, and the year before they were one and fifteen. This year they're what three six and one.
2: So yes, they're substantially better, yes. but also not for any good reason. <laughs>
0: Come that, on, that's they, like saying they tied that's like the saying Steelers. hey That
2: kid's that kid's doing really good. He's walking now. He's like, well, yeah, but he just got his new legs put on. So, you know,
0: there look, they've got a lot of salary cap room. They've got a bunch of high draft picks coming. They've got what looks to be a franchise quarterback in place and a running back. They've got pieces. It's an attractive job as a head coach. Also, the bar is very low. Okay. (laughs) Look, man, they kept Hugh Jackson around for three years and the man won four games, four games. (laughs)
2: He was doing better than one a year.
0: (laughs) Because of this season.
2: Chris, do you want to be the coach for the Cleveland
0: Browns? I mean... You'd be be the first Asian head coach in NFL history.
2: You're also super qualified to be the coach of the Browns. I promise you.
1: (laughs) I mean, like... What does a head coach really do? Right? Like... (laughs) It's really a matter of, like, getting the right team in place, isn't it? <laughs> isn't that the whole thing about, like, you don't really need to be qualified to do that? <laughs> right? I mean, it's like being president, right? Like, you don't have to you need oh, to man. be.
0: You got a lot of people. You got to just hire a lot of smart people around you that know how to do their jobs really yeah. well. And, yeah. and then you just take all the credit. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. It's
1: kind of the same thing. And then fire them if they just don't agree with you, right? right. Like
0: that's, well, you know, you don't, you, right. you,
2: don't, you, don't, you don't take no crap. You're you're a big honking man. Come on now. Uh,
0: but basically, yes,
1: that is it. So yes, I would do it <laughs>
0: tomorrow
1: because <laughs> I'm a smart guy.
0: Get no, that re- like, get I, that resume I'm together. Like,
1: I'm I'm kind of like a smart person. No, oh, I like, thought you, nice you were just briefs. being like because I'm you know I'm
2: a, I'm a smarty. anyway. Anyway, a, Chris, Chris has
0: guy. a very good brain. He has a very He's good brain. The best
2: brain. All of the brains.
0: He'll have all the they'll have I all the best plays. Briefs.
2: Like Who needs to be briefed on things? That just means you're dumb enough not to know stuff off the top of your head.
0: Yeah, I mean you could just get everything you need to know from watching ESPN all day, couldn't you?
2: Yeah, exactly. Just sit there and listen to somebody tell you what you already know. What could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? No, yeah. seriously. <laughs> all
0: right, I'm good. So. <laughs> just make sure Make sure that you rake the field. That's all. Super important. Super important. Raking Super is important. raking is apparently a much bigger deal than any of us ever thought. <laughs> Super important. All right, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> yeah, let's let's move on. Um wow. Well, I, I just I, All right, yeah, she's they're not going to hire her. They're not going to hire her. But I wouldn't be surprised if they bring her into the front office cuz they brought What's his name from Moneyball into the front office of the Browns? So, and he had no football experience. So there you go. The Paul De Podesta, the kid that Jonah Hill plays in Moneyball. He works in the Browns front office now. Anyway, let's move on to the geek stuff, nerd stuff, and wow! Uh, right after. Right after we recorded last week's show, guys. Yeah,
2: just about right on the nose. Yeah,
0: yeah. we uh we the biggest geek news that there could be. Stan Lee, Mr. Marvel, uh, passed away at the age of 95 last week. Yeah,
2: I mean, you know, anyone who didn't see this coming was just lying to themselves we all knew this was going to happen eventually it, it, well, yeah. it literally had to um
0: yeah and he'd retired doesn't... from convention life within the last year and his wife had passed yeah. away
2: yeah i mean all uh, it, i think one of my one of my friends on on facebook had you know when i posted it and we all we'd mentioned it on the show and or on the uh facebook uh the, those two okay. jerks facebook and those two jerks twitter they would said i wasn't ready i'm heartbroken and on the one hand, I totally understand that and I agree. But if not today, tomorrow, if not tomorrow, when? It was going to happen. I mean, the worst thing you could do in the situation is try and make it about yourself. And thank God no one
1: in the media has done that oh, yet. Right, oh, no, Bill Maher. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't really about himself, was it? What do you uh,
0: mean? Who's getting all the attention because of it?
2: Oh, that's, yeah. I mean, that that's just what you got to do in this day and age is you, you make way that by you just, you say something terrible in order to get clicks, likes, and you change the narrative so that everyone pays attention to you. And I'm, I'm disappointed that Bill Maher had to be that guy, but hey man, you won, I guess. Good for you.
0: Yeah. So, all right. So let's, all right. Since we mentioned the Bill Maher thing, let's talk about that for a second. Which is Bill Maher, the, the comedian slash political commentator, said uh, Stan Lee is the reason, is partially to blame for the country being the way it is because we have made comic books important. And any co- place that makes comic books important uh, is the kind of place that would make Donald Trump the president. Am I, am I paraphrasing that well? Is that basically what he
1: said? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. that's the, the good gist of it. Right.
0: right. So basically he's saying that uh, our culture is dumbed down because we care so much about comic books, and Stan Lee is to blame for it, so let's not revere him, uh, that kind of thing and uh bill maher's a prick and he's always been a prick <laughs> no he's always been a prick even if you no, even if, you, yeah, even if you agree, agree with, with his God, politics he's, yeah, he's been he's, he's that's a, a shtick, prick
2: right? yeah that's, that, his, that's thing. his thing yes it's yeah. his thing he likes to stir the pot
0: he's kind of a jackass um so so that aside what do you guys think about what he said like in that's... terms of is he is he right we
1: do,
0: we do place a lot of importance on superheroes and superhero entertainment these sure. days. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, More so than we have in the not, past.
1: I mean, it's not Stan Lee's fault. He was just doing his job, right? I like agree he, there. He was just they putting his there. product out.
0: Right. Okay. I agree there. I don't I don't think anyone can, will argue that point. Um But the other point he made. Do we do we have a do we have a culture now where it's very um punch the bad guys in the mouth and uh we need a big strong uh talking tough kind of person uh that we look to for help and leadership is that is that what we're as a society I mean, is, is that what we're looking for now
1: is that really Stan Lee's fault because i'm pretty sure that's been no going okay on since okay greek put, mythology okay again right? like, put,
0: putting that aside putting aside whether it's Stan Lee's fault is that true about our culture right now
1: isn't that just not right now? It's it's been that way since the time of the ancient Greeks, right? Like, th- th- like that's just how it's sort of been. Like, that's well, why there I was mean,
2: it's, like a it's every- coming to- everyone is is going to take this opportunity. Much, uh. Everyone's going to take this opportunity to try and lay at the feet of someone or something. What's wrong with the world today? Of course. but that's no difference. That's no <laughs> different today than it was in the '80s, than it was it, than what Chris was saying. This has always happened. Um, the difference today versus all of those other days, in my opinion anyway, uh, for what it's worth, is that in this situation, what Bill Maher was trying to say conceivably had a good point. And this is always sort of Bill Maher's problem. is He says something that on its face doesn't actually seem like too terrible of a thought. What he's trying to say is, People take this stuff way too seriously. And because of it, we've got a big strong man, not only in our White House, but lots of far-right strongmen authoritarians are sort of gaining power these days because of maybe reasons like this. The problem here, again, my opinion, is that Bill Maher chose to make this comment at the single worst conceivable time to make it. Lots of people in our community are mourning right now what is essentially the death of their last grandfather, or in some cases mine, their only grandfather. This was not the time nor the place to make this argument, regardless of how right or wrong it may have been. You could have waited a couple of weeks, you could have made your point somewhere down the line, and oh, by the way, if you're doing this specifically for what it looks like you're doing to gain the clicks, man, go fuck yourself. That's enough.
0: Yeah, uh couldn't have put that any better myself. I agree uh, on all those points. Um, I, you know, to Chris's point, yes, we've always had these sort of myths and legends and things like that. But for some reason, and it's, it's part of it, I think, is part of it, I think, is because superheroes are so prevalent in our popular culture right now because they're everywhere, literally everywhere. Um, part of it also is a social media thing. So our, our whole lives now are centered around appearances rather than substance because we want to appear a certain way to the world. You know, it's it's one thing for famous people to have to think about their public image, but now every single one of us does that every day. You know, you filter the photos you put online or, you know, you're only you don't you don't mention bad things or, you know, you pump up needlessly pump up achievements because of whatever reason. But you're putting on a good face for the world. Nothing anyone sees on social media is what that person is really like. Most yeah, of the it's time. not real. It's not yeah. real. And so. There's a lot of posturing that goes on. And for some people, especially men, especially white men, uh, it's a posturing like you are a tough guy uh, is the thing. That is the order of the day. That you want to seem like you are a big, strong, not emotional person and you talk tough. And (laughs) there was a really funny meme, actually, that somebody posted, which was this is a fictional tough guy from a movie with a quote over printed over him that he didn't actually say, but you're going to repost <laughs> that you're going to repost this meme anyway, so that you seem tough. Like you think he is. And it's true. That's, that's the exact thing. You know, let's post a meme of John McClane saying something he didn't actually say in any of the Die Hard movies okay. because I'm a tough guy. And I think like that or Clint Eastwood, if you're an older guy or whatever, um, so I think that's a factor here. It ain't Stan Lee's fault. It just isn't, and it's. I don't think it's it's the fault of any one person or thing. I think it's a it's an unfortunate symptom of our society. You know, anytime there's a new uh, technology, it ends up getting used for nefarious purposes first, or to the detriment of society first, until we realize the error in our ways. And get it to work properly. And that's what's happening with social media right now. (laughs) We're basically seeing how it can rip the fabric of our society apart. And sooner or later, we'll figure out that, uh, oh, we should probably not use it this way. And let's go back and use it a different way. Um, But that's kind of where we're at. And that's what's giving rise to a lot of the stuff you're seeing around the world right now, I think.
2: I, I and I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. I just ultimately think that we're 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 doing a disservice, allowing this to. We're, we're allowing the narrative to be what it is. I I don't want this to be a story of why are things the way they are, et cetera, et cetera, so on and so forth. I want this to be a story of why the hell did Bill Maher think now was the time?
0: That's what and, I want. And I'm with you there. and And that's. You know, it, it's while he made an interesting point, he made it at the time he made it at the time he did because it gets the clicks and and exactly. it's brought it up in his mind. Like, OK, Stanley died. Well, this is this and this is what brought it up, but also clicks. Um, All right. So that aside, let's talk about Stanley. Let's talk about yeah. his, his contribution to uh, I mean, shit, half the show every week is about geek culture. And a lot of the time we talk about stuff he had a hand in um so dan lee impact on you a memory um um you know where to start
2: to start i'd like to cede all of my time to chris yeah really Yes. yes me why because you're the only one of the three of us that opinion isn't completely and totally shrouded in decades long of burying faces in, 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 in nerddom and you're not completely in, you know, cocooned by this also because I just talked for a long time and I would to
1: have to say, <laughs> um, I mean, like he's, it's, it's amazing to me to see like just the icon that Stan Lee was and that, um, I've, I've, s- I've actually, I'm listening to an audio book right now called comics. I think it is. It's a, an accessory to that series that was on PBS um, called mm-hmm. the Neverending battle. Yep. And um, it was either by the same author or, like that, or, or, or one of the writers, but um, it's, it's actually unfortunate that, that his death came literally when they they started talking about like the rise of Marvel and how it was the transition from timely and how about Marvel is about to go under and they're, you know, the transition to superhero comics and kind of making um, superheroes for that were a little bit more relatable than than the you know the DC powerhouses at the time, and and how Marvel really were near bankruptcy then, which is interesting, and how Stanley beyond just his ability to write and and um, create these like. The iconic characters who, you know, there's not anybody who doesn't know who Spider-Man is or the X-Men or, you know, at least one of the Avengers, you know, however many there are now. Um, He's there's, there's so many. Um, uh, but his ability to be just sort of like the ultimate spokesperson, like for comic books in general, whether it's DC, Marvel, whatever. And he made it you know, cool to be a comic fan. You know, he he his ability to connect with the audience, um, via all of his uh, the stand soapboxes and like the editor's notes and that sort of thing and just his, his sheer passion for the art and the industry um really lent itself so well to a subculture that now is is so awesomely, I mean, how it's easily providing what 25%, 30% of all mainstream sort of like uh, fiction nowadays on, on television and movies.
0: I I would not argue with that number. I'd say that's a fair number. It's probably bigger
1: than that
2: to be honest. It might, it might even be, I mean, there's, there's essentially like, Two channels on TV right now that are just comic books,
0: right? And uh, right. just like comics CW in general, like not yeah. necessarily Marvel, but just comic books in general. It's, I mean, from The Walking Dead to I Zombie and all that stuff. Like
1: Freeform,
0: yeah. There's but like three free- comic book shows on Freeform right yep.
1: now. But I mean, like, just his his being the ultimate spokesperson for us nerds is awesome, you know. And and his complete like lack of cynicism when it comes to it all. It it, it was just infectious, you know, and, and how he carried that passion literally until when you can listen to interviews with him up until just the past couple years. And he was still just as enthusiastic about all comic books, um, um, whether he created them or not like that, that. That was awesome. You know, like it's, it's a, we we lost. I mean, granted, we lost Steve Ditko earlier this year who who helped co-create. It's just it's he's the last of, of everybody, so, right?
2: So that's so that's actually a really great mention. Ditko is important. Kirby is obviously very important. Lots of people on Twitter, after Stan passed, after everyone had gotten their their emotions together, started mentioning the fact that, you know, maybe we shouldn't be so quick to point out how amazing and wonderful Stan Lee was because he kind of screwed over some people pretty bad. Do you think, well, I mean, a lie by omission, is still technically a lie. So is there, is there a little bit of, you know, a little bit of truth to this? Is there a little bit of, eh, maybe we should
0: talk about that, Tom? Yeah, I mean, it's, Look, you look at somebody's legacy, and you have to look at the whole person, right? So Stanley, for fifty plus years, was the best ambassador the comic books industry had. He period. was period. Period. He was the period. most the most identifiable comic book creator of all time to the mainstream. No, nobody even comes close in terms of that. Um, he became a, a household name among people who don't didn't even read comic books. Uh, because of the cameos in the Marvel movies and the appearances on TV and all of that. He became a character unto himself. And one could argue that no other comic creator had a hand on so many influential characters. Nobody nobody had a hand on as many as Stan had. But on all of those, almost all of them, Stan is the co-creator. But Stan became more famous than the other guy, right?
2: Mostly so, because he, mostly because he didn't
0: die. Mostly because he didn't die, right, but also he, because he's Stan was a better gentleman. but it's not only that. Stan was the boss. Stan was the editor. These guys were worked under him, so he had the power to step forward, and he was often the one asked about things like this because he was in charge. And he had the opportunity many times to throw credit to Steve Ditko or to Jack Kirby or to any of these other folks. And in his younger days, didn't. That changed, I think, as he got older and he got some perspective, especially it changed as he started making lots and lots of money as these characters became movies and television shows and all of those things, which was later on. Um, You know, when when you watch... Uh, Spider-Man, now Steve Ditko's name is just as prominent as Stan Lee's in the credits. But Correct. that was not always the case. Um, You know, it's it's like watching... It's like Batman. For a long time it was Batman created by Bob Kane. Well, now it's Batman created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger, because Bill Finger is finally getting his due for helping co-create that character. But for a long time, Bob Kane, in, in a similar way to Stan Lee, was content to just take the credit heaped on him. And well, even if it was through no malicious intent, didn't speak up when they had the opportunity to say That's
1: so. just did. yeah. I mean, like it was also during a time where nobody at the time saw the potential for these properties well, right? no. like, I mean, like they comics back then were sort of a. It was the industry you went into if you couldn't cut it in the more, you know, quote, legitimate, you know, form of art writing. Yeah. So, I mean, like it just because they sat there and uh, Stan approached it with no cynicism whatsoever. Right. Like he he was the one he was the champion for it all and, and thought that it, it, whatever he did and, and he sold it really well. Also, that whatever he was doing was the fucking coolest thing in the world. Right? Yeah,
0: but you don't know that and, these guys didn't think that. Like that's not really fair either. No, we don't know that. But he was just the loudest. He was. And he was more, the loudest, and, and he won, was, right? and he was the boss. And he, but and he
1: has the charisma to do it, right?
0: Yeah, it took, but it took many years for some of these other guys to get the credit that they deserved when he was the guy that got all the credit for many years. It's and, it's part of it's part of the mosaic that is a human being, right? right correct
1: without him even bringing that sort of like the character, you know, making himself a character and, and being that prominent, would these other creators be getting the recognition that they're getting now? Right. Probably because not. there's that sort of like the secondary end of it. Right. Like creators in general probably wouldn't be. So, I mean, like it's a side, it, it's, you know, do the ends justify the means kind of, but the means do suck that, you know, he, inadvertently or not did kind of step on their legacies as well i mean that, that sucks but like you know we well, we yeah. talk about comic creators at all
2: i i think i think that sort of nails it was he did some he did some stuff in his early years that maybe we look back on but and not very fond of but when you have the opportunity to live into your 90s you have the opportunity to rectify a lot of potential mistakes of your past and i think if nothing else, Stan certainly went out uh, went out of his way to do what he could to heap recognition where 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 it was able to be heaped.
0: Yeah, and that's yeah, I mean, I'm he, not going to expanded with his that.
1: narrative
0: considerably. Yeah, and it's yeah. but again, it's you look at also you that you can't you can't also diminish his contributions. You know no. what I mean? It's like. Yes, he co-created a lot of these characters, but he still had a hand in it. So yeah. to look at you look at the man's body of work, um, while he gets co-creator credit on a lot of characters, he had a hand in the X-Men, the Incredible Hulk, the Fantastic Four, Spider-Man. Uh, who am I forgetting? Re-
1: revitalizing Captain America. Yeah,
0: yeah, he didn't create Captain yeah. America, but he, he brought him back into prominence in the 60s. Um, he revitalized
1: the entire Golden Age, uh, time. Lake. Silver Silver Age, Silver Age. Remember, no, Marvel I mean, only brought the the oh, right, time right, lake right. Cap, cap to cap. the Silver Age, right? Yeah, I mean, like he yeah. re- he revitalized the Human torture by sort of doing, yeah, you know, reinventing it a little bit. You know, using the very name. True. But no, um, very, very he brought the Submariner. You know, to to make him a major villain. Uh, actually, I don't know if he necessarily did that.
0: Well to to bring this up. That was part of Fantastic Four. So yeah, he kinda did. Submariner had been around before, but
1: Yeah, I mean he was the original Marvel hero, right? Yeah. So I mean like he it's his his contributions, I think, just greatly outweigh any negative. I mean like for how much harm did he actually do?
0: well we right like that's, there's that's no true. way of knowing because yeah there's, there's no like
1: quantifiable way of like looking oh there at
0: probably it. is in lost dollars but there's no <laughs> way for us to know that like there's I, no like, way uh, there's no way for us to know that but there probably I, is i
2: think ultimately in the end no matter how you slice it he did so much more uh good yeah than
1: harm oh, and, sure. like, yeah we
2: Comic- and let's not forget he was also he's also you know a very well known patriot and a serviceman and he fought in World War II he was a veteran. What what more do you want from a human? What more do you want?
0: Uh, I mean it, to we should all be as lucky to live as much as Stanley yes. lived for the time that he had <clears throat> and for to to be have been alive during the time that he created or had a hand in creating all of these characters that will live for probably ever because Disney owns them will squeeze every fucking dime they can out of them <laughs> in perpetuity but um but they'll be around for our grandchildren at the very least yeah. um uh, who can you know that's hard to say i mean our our grandparents generation was around in the 30s when these characters were created some of them you know it's my grandfather got to read the original superman comics so he was able to see some of that but for us to see the way it's exploded now to where it is so much part of the mainstream um that you you can't be a child in the United States growing up and not be aware of superheroes in some way um and stan had a huge part in that massive Absolutely massive. So it's a huge hole left in the geek community and in pop culture in general. And apparently, he did tape, he did film his last cameo uh, in, in a Marvel movie, and it's going to be in Avengers Four. Did he really? Yes. Well, I know they shot. had a lot
2: of cameos of him in the can. Yeah, they had shot general. several.
0: Yeah, that's what he had said that they had shot several. But uh, I think his last one, if I read correctly, was is going to be in Avengers four.
1: Nice. It'll one be, more. That'll be yeah, and then it'll be the 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 wrap up to phase three or phase fa- the phase four phase two three I don't know. three right. yeah phase three this phase. phase. This face, face. face money. This face.
0: Face. F- This Fave era. Cat. This era of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. <laughs> this era. All right, let's move on. We got one little more, one more Marvel-ish tidbit. And that is, uh, damn, Venom's doing really well overseas, guys.
1: <laughs> Super well. Uh,
0: so,
1: surpassed every other Marvel movie. <clears throat> right?
0: Not everyone.
1: I, I have a theory.
0: Well let's all right, first let's get to it. Venom has now passed uh where is it? It made two hundred ten million domestically, but has now made where is it? Seven hundred eighty and a half million total worldwide. So it's made over five hundred and sixty million dollars internationally. Um
2: suck on that, Justice League. More
0: than Justice League. <laughs> yeah. It passed Justice League's total last week. Um It's now one of the top 100 highest-grossing films of all time. God. Uh, And more, let's see, it is now more, it made more money than the original Star Wars, which is not necessarily fair, because tickets were so much cheaper back then. But it has also made more money than Guardians of the Galaxy. Which is,
1: you know what's funny is, I. that's worldwide dollars. Worldwide
0: dollars, not not all domestic. Because
1: I can't. Tell you, who, no, Rick? You saw it, but not you. Correct, Tom? I
0: have not seen it.
1: Yeah. So I, I mean, I literally know one person who's seen the movie.
0: Right. Rick. Well, you can look at it. it only uh, less than a quarter of its gross has been domestic. Most of it has been international. What is the
1: draw? Like, what is it? Better. Well, I special I effects know, I...
0: movies always do really well overseas. Period. Because they special <sighs> effects and comic books break the language barrier
2: there's that, but I think there's something here that we're kind of missing.
0: Um,
2: the reason why I think it's doing so well overseas specifically in, in you know, places like China and, and uh, large Asian communities is that the movie has a lot of Asian characters in it. Yeah. The villain okay. is East Asian or uh, Indian, right? um, sure. I mean, if you want to call him the villain, like, okay. (laughs) I mean, it's so so bad. Um, But I, I just think that a lot of people are very excited to have some representation. And I think they go into the theater. It reminds me a lot of when Spawn debuted. And there was a lot of people of color at that movie. And my dad had to explain to me what the big deal was and why people were really excited about this. And So I, I think maybe I'm wrong, uh, that people are seeing venom and are seeing people on the big screen that represent them or look like them. And they're excited about it because maybe they've never seen this before.
0: You're probably, that's probably a big part of it. Um, it's kind of amazing how much money that movie's made overseas. Um, Yeah. <laughs> I especially given that it's you know, it's a Venom movie with no Spider-Man. It's it's, it's a pretty bad movie. And that too. <laughs> that too, but that hasn't stopped a lot of other movies from making tons of money.
2: Uh, listen, I, I I I'll whenever you guys want to watch it, I'll watch it with you. I'll, I'll look, look at it together. And I'll be like, "See, I told you it's really not that great." <laughs> mm.
1: I man, I until you brought it up just now, I almost forgot it existed. Yeah. It's <laughs> like the uh I mean, not not so much like, you know, we all kind of forgot about Spider-Man: Homecoming. <laughs> not so.
2: Remember like, that episode where I yeah. completely lost my mind about that?
1: Like, we... <laughs> wait a minute! But, it came out. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Yeah. Is Venom on like DVD yet? Like, do we?
2: Let me let me let me not blow yet. your mind really. No.
1: Let me blow your mind really quick, really quick. Do
2: you remember last year in 2017 when Black Panther debuted?
0: That how was that? twenty that was this year. That was this year. That was this year. <laughs>
2: yeah. That's
1: the that's the point. God, it seems so long ago. Yeah, right? right? Here's the thing is though. Black Panther preceded Infinity War, which it's no, Infinity no, War I know. It feels like it was hundred years ago. I, yeah. That I,
2: I, no, I, I know. But it's just really funny when you're like, oh yeah, I remember how long it was since Black Panther came out. No, that was 2018. It was May, right?
0: Like... <laughs> <laughs> what Black Panther was in February?
1: Oh, was it? Oh, that's right. Black, yeah, because
0: it was Black. Panther. Infinity Eastern. War was in May.
1: In May, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, April actually. <laughs> Still,
2: it's was very it? funny.
0: It's, it, it is. It seems like a Somebody long time come. ago. Um, so yeah, Venom's made more than every single X-Men movie. Um, almost more than Deadpool, and it probably will very shortly. Um, kind of an amazing little thing, and under the radar also, because the movie did well here, but not that well. Um, so people are kind of forgetting about it.
1: Now, does it did it spawn a sequel?
0: It will. That- It'll get a sequel. The, the, when you don't make you don't make five hundred plus million dollars overseas and not get a sequel these days in Hollywood. Um, just I mean, there are movies I can't even. There was a movie a few years ago that did the terribly public, over here, like but did really well. movies. Well, yeah, those. But I'm trying to think. There was a movie a couple of years ago that did really well overseas and terribly here. Oh, Warcraft. They're making a Warcraft sequel, even though that movie did dick all in America. Yeah, um, speaking of
1: movies that we forgot came out. Yeah, it did yeah, awesome. Nobody, for, nobody forgot that, Chris.
0: It did awesome People overseas. People intentionally forgot it. <laughs> um, so they're they're working on a sequel to Warcraft, even though no one wants one, um, because it did really well overseas. So the, I mean, it happens. This is because there's so much foreign financing now. Like foreign markets are a huge part of Hollywood now. It's not just about here. So, yeah, there'll be a Venom sequel, no doubt about it. Um, whether it crosses over with Spider-Man now that the Fox merger has happened or... I don't know. Well, Venom's a Sony movie, so it shouldn't matter. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, another little Marvel <sighs> thing. We got our trailer for Once Upon a Deadpool today. Did you? We talked about Once Upon a Deadpool last time, but uh, there's a trailer today. Do you guys see it? Underwhelming trailer. I thought it was funny as hell.
2: Really? Yeah. I am. Um, I wasn't. <clears throat> I wasn't im or unpressed, If that makes any sense.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: I, I was just sort of like, oh, all right. Well, that looks. That looks like a thing.
1: That's it honestly. Was, that's just yeah, how I felt. It was. It was literally as you described it last week. Duh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. You know. like, right.
0: But I mean. it's it's the fact that the fact that the premise is that Deadpool has kidnapped Fred Savage and put him and, and is holding him hostage yeah. is is funny to me. I mean, I was probably already going to go see it. So uh they weren't they were preaching to the choir with me. What are the odds? Shut up, Rick. <laughs> Shut up, Rick. Speaking of already going to go see it, uh Aquaman is going to screen early if you're an Amazon Prime member. You're going to get to see it oh a, week, a week ahead oh of time. Oh,
1: boy. I'm so happy. Five days early, right? So how does that work exactly? I know so you have to you're, get
0: on this. There this. There are special screenings at certain theaters uh, five days early. And if you're an Amazon Prime member, you can buy up to 10 tickets to these screenings. So, you can bring your friends, your family.
1: <laughs> was that Chris throwing his wallet off? No. That was <laughs> no.
0: Me. It was me dropping something. And I
1: would just ePay anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not technologically advanced like you guys.
0: But you know what that means, guys, because at least two of us are Amazon Prime members, if not all three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that well, means... I have the
1: 17 tickets, whatever it is. So, Rick, if you'd like a ticket, we could, we could theoretically oh, listen, we could just buy. Just because you give
2: a guy a gi doesn't mean he wants to go see a movie with you. <laughs>
0: Are you sure? Because I thought in BJJ language, that means you guys are married now.
2: Well, We're technically, technically sure I, Chris owns me is what actually happened. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah.
0: Oh, so that,
2: was... No, he, he truly owned me. Uh, anyway, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> anyway. But uh, yeah, so uh, those two jerks, Aquaman episode is going to come before the movie comes out. Yeah. That's happening, Rick. Uh,
1: do we do a spoiler free review? How do, we, how do we do that? No, We've will, done that no, we will do
0: it. We, we do what we always do spoiler free at the beginning of the show. Oh, that's true. That's true. And then tell people to skip ahead if they don't want to hear the spoilers. And then we spoiler. <laughs> Fair
2: enough. No, is there any way I could just get out of this
1: permanently? It's is good. there no. any? Come on.
0: No. 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 This one's Janu- January 1st, 2019. You, you are free from this obligation. <laughs> so we're getting we're gonna see aquaman early guys get excited Mm -hmm. get pumped five days early get pumped aquaman is coming before you know they
2: wouldn't they wouldn't want to release it early if it was bad
0: well they're trying to build some positive word of mouth about it before the movie comes out i get it yeah look man i'm not saying that means they think it's good what i'm saying (sighs) is they're they're they realize they have an uphill climb and they're hoping that people like it enough to tweet about it in advance of the actual opening weekend so that people will fucking go i i get the, the i get the idea
1: let's well, you know at least the marketing has been it's been on point
0: yeah the the trailers have all been good like i haven't i haven't had a problem with any of the commercials or trailers um and this will cue rick saying no no i thought underwater wolverine was just fine
2: well, if you're going to make my jokes for me, then what the fuck's the point of <laughs> even trying?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what I love is the final trailer came out today, and the whole thing centers around the power of the trident.
2: Five
0: fucking points. His fucking spear has five points. That's not a trident. <laughs> of course, the one he's searching for in the trailer that he, he holds at the end is a three-point spear, a trident. But the one he carries most of the time is he's not a trident,
1: one, right? Like you know, he's like, I already got one. It's funny,
0: right? And it's, that it. one's got it was, five points on it.
1: It's actually one of his lines, isn't it? I dig it. Yes, it is, and I wasn't yeah. going to mention that. Yeah, I think he did it on purpose to spite me. I, I, it was, I, it'll be fun. I mean, like they, <laughs> I, Marvel or DC. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Just did. <laughs> that's D, that's DC, the best Freudian slip ever. Yeah, DC gets it
0: finally. They do? They do? I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. All right. So we have one other bit of DC news, gentlemen. And this one I found rather interesting. Um, John Cryer, actor John Cryer, most famously of Two and a Half Men, uh, has been cast as Lex Luthor on the CW's Supergirl show and then very likely in the Superman series that they're developing that we told you about last week. Um, uh, Lenny, okay. Right? What are you guys thinking? Lenny, of this? Yeah. Lenny Luther from Superman awesome. 4. Thank you for his, remembering, Chris. He's Lex's nephew in Superman 4. From, yeah, that's um, right. I
2: actually really like this, like I really like this
1: yeah i'm like okay why what do you really like it i'm i'm indifferent i mean i i i
2: I always like i always like the idea of taking a character that you normally wouldn't expect to be x y or z and turning them on their head
0: (laughs) initially oh really because you were so on board with jesse eisenberg Eisenberg did a
2: fantastic job as the riddler now i'm still waiting to see what he's going to do as lex luthor
0: No, but I mean, when you heard he was cast, you immediately flew so, off the handle. About it. I, the
2: last thing I just said, Tom, was that that's called a joke. Um, I, I realize I have to, you know, like yes. sort of really.
0: Wait, OK, so you don't like the fact that they. No, characters I, I, on their heads? I, I like the
2: idea of the actors not being who I expect. And yes, I was very concerned right. about Jesse Eisenberg. But and you, I wasn't yeah. fully on board with yeah. it, but also I didn't have a lot of reason to not be concerned.
0: Based <laughs> on what evidentiary else about science in
2: general yeah
0: <clears throat> okay so
2: if like i wasn't already like ee, about the movie and i was then you know now i don't have to worry about it now i could be like oh okay this might actually be pretty cool and i i think that a tv show is better and i i think that john crier is looking for a probably a new uh opportunity and wants to show that he's still got some something in the tank and uh this is a whole different version of his characters we've never seen him be serious or creepy or weird right and who knows what version of luther he's gonna play and also it's the tv show and what have they done tom with the tv shows
0: uh made them completely fan servicey and hokey and not connected to the. Movie and what do i like, like the most about it that is fan service, and hokey and not connected well, to the so like whatsoever. I
1: appreciate, I appreciate you being here. I'm good with that, dude. He looks. I mean, like just that the the stock photo they used. I, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, he's already willingly bald. Step so. one. <laughs> <laughs> step one. That is step one. Um, he tweeted about the announcement, saying he's more excited about this than he probably should be. Um, I. Hey, I I'm okay with this. He's an award winning actor. He is he's very talented. Um, he's got some history with the franchise, which I think is really cool. Um, that they, you know, they cast Lenny as Lex now. Um, which is, you know, kinda I like I kinda like it when they do little things like that, like how wasn't it doesn't Dean Kane play Supergirl's oh, adopted father really? on Supergirl? I think it's Dean Kane and Helen Slater are her adopted well, parents. Hell, Superman
1: plays the um, Adam. Which does
0: <laughs> yeah? There's injured. that too. Yeah,
1: um, but there's a lot of I mean, hell. The Human Torch is also Captain America, so that's fine too.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like when they do a, this Superman thing, where it's somebody like from the the old another iteration of the yeah. franchise playing a new character, like Annette O'Toole playing Ma Kent and having played Lana Lang in Superman Three. Yeah. I uh, thought that
1: was really uh, neat. Wonder Valid. Woman has played she. Wasn't Linda Carter somebody in Smallville?
0: I think you're right, yeah, I think you're right, um, so I think it's kinda neat when they do stuff like that i am a little bit I'm okay with a little of fan service in that way um and and this has made me interested to see his portrayal, but i'm still I'm still not a fan of the Supergirl show and its tone or any of that stuff, so i'm not my hopes are not high for this, but um. I'm okay with this casting. I'm interested. It's gotten me interested in a show I don't care for, so that's doing that something. Is,
2: that is the definition of
0: something. <clears throat> You're correct. All right. Well, let's uh, let's head into the big finish here, guys, and we will start with Chris this week. Chris, what's pissing Germs. you off? <laughs>
1: hey, my boy. <laughs> my Germs man. are pissing me off. I, uh, as you've heard me, clear my throat and cough multiple times throughout the podcast. I'm experiencing a cold, perhaps, which actually might be hand, foot, and mouth disease. Oh, God. Why did I? Why was I anywhere near <laughs> you, you bastard? Well, that's the thing, right? So I, this will lead into what I learned later, but um, <clears throat> having a child, I, um, he's... You, you saw him a little bit on Saturday. Right? I did. Um, uh, Finally, got he, to see the bun. Yeah, he's he's a little cute guy. Um, really, I like, got home on Friday from work, and he was just, like really just kind of like cuddly and just not feeling well. Right, just not himself. Like would just sit there and watch TV, and he typically doesn't do that. Um, and so it turns out he's sick. He had a fever, and it just has caused Stacy in my life to be just hell. You know. Just trying to worry about him, and and just it's so painful to watch your kid suffering. So, um, we detained the doctor today for some other uh, unrelated things, but uh, it just was so bad that while we were there, Stacy decided, you know, we should probably get him checked out otherwise. So she she got a, an appointment for for a little dude. Um, so turns out he has hand foot and mouth disease, which I guess is a very common thing amongst uh, children under the age of three. Um, and it turns out adults can also get hammered out. <laughs> so about late yesterday, I just felt this little tickle in my throat start up. And, you know, my sinus is getting a little, little, little sniffly and, you know, head congestion and, and whatnot. And my fear is that because I tend to play rough with my son and, you know, I'll feed him off of my spoon and that sort of thing. That I may now have hand foot. I hope that's not the case. I think it's I hope it's just the change of weather, but um germs. Fuck them. <laughs> so Tom. What pisses you off yes. this week? Was... Ooh.
0: Guilt. You mean Guilt pissing me off this week? Isn't that next no. week? <gasps> No, I thought, th- I thought that was. Oh, Yim I thought Kapoor, you said gelt. Like I'm guilt. sorry.
3: No, not gelt. Gelt is the, what is the little
0: coins. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, i oh, learned that part of the
3: that. show.
2: There we go. Gefilta is a kind of really terrible fish. Yes.
0: No, uh, guilt. Guilt. I've I, i, I I've talked about before how uh, I, I can. I remember going back eh, 30 plus years, nearly every embarrassing thing I've ever said to anyone to my detriment, because they will often come back at the most inopportune times. And, uh, lately, uh, they've just, uh, I won't say been debilitating, but damn, if I just can't shake them, um, there's so many and they just keep popping back in and out, in and out. And, and then most of it is innocuous crap. Like I misspoke <laughs> when I was eight. And uh and and you know, was somewhat embarrassed, and it's something that the person I probably said it to long since care. forgot. Or yeah. didn't even hear yes. at the time. Um, but you know, it's stuck in my ear hole. And uh and so um I I found myself uh, obsessing <laughs> over all of that shit lately. And it's, it's just kind of It's really getting in the way It's just getting in my way lately And and uh, it's starting to piss me off So uh, And I'm not going to say this will help me But if you're hearing this And I've ever said something stupid to you That might have offended you or whatever I'm just going to say I'm sorry And ask you to forget it You don't have to forgive me Just forget about it That might help me If I think you've forgotten it It might help me forget it It won't But let's just go with that for right now Rick Oh, was pissing you off. You know, Chris,
2: you had a very poignant thing, and Tom, you had a very poignant thing. So I'm going to go with something equally poignant. Downloading a copy of a video game that I was supposed to get for free. And it's taken forever, Tom. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> oh. oh, please, oh. please elaborate. Okay,
2: so last weekend, um Blizzard, Activision specifically, let anybody who had a Blizzard account get a free gift. The free gift was a copy of the base version of the video game Destiny 2, now available for purchase. My buddy Charles, who actually listens to our show, not really, but he does, um, wanted me to download it because this is like his favorite time vampire. So like he plays Destiny 2 the way I play Hearthstone, okay? And without Constantly. purpose or end. Um but he but he's like, look, I know you don't want to pay for money for things. I get it. I wouldn't pay for money for anything either. But this is totally free. And I go to the I turn on the old PC and I, you know, got to turn the hand crank and feed some coal to it. And uh, the the, la- the desktop loads up and hey, look at that. Everything still works. And then it's like I, I turn on bl- the, my Blizzard account and sure enough, there's a little notification that I've got a free item. And oh, hot damn, it's Destiny 2. Go ahead and start the download. Tom, that was that was Sunday. Oh my god!
0: Wait, you're playing a
2: PC
1: game? I'm not even game? playing it. I'm just downloading it. I'm are oh, you that's, downloading that's it. That's like a baby's like your, toy. Like via your Wi-Fi hotspot from your phone? No, no,
2: just the Wi-Fi for that's
1: connected to my house.
2: Whoa. what
1: do you, what are you on? Like, on like CenturyLink or something, man? Like, yeah,
2: I'm on Spectrum.
1: How big is the game?
2: oh uh, it was like 40 gigs that's it yeah that's yeah, it?
1: yeah. And it's taken two days that, uh, yeah what's going I, on with that i don't know but
2: i'm just looking at this thing and even right now it just says it's, uh, initializing installing required field. it hasn't stopped downloading
0: well has, there, uh, has is there a progress it has, bar? has it's it like it three quarters
2: all? done isn't that terrible wow. i don't know what i'm more mad about like i i this is so frustrating to me it's actually hilarious like i just look at the progress bar, i'm like what the fuck is this like what does it even matter you know
0: are you more mad about the fact that you care or are you more mad about your internet connection being so <laughs> I crappy know, Tom.
1: i really don't know Or's <laughs> on the on the uploading end. Are they just
2: really bad? Well, back when uh, we were still doing episodes of The Read Pile, um, the show would usually clock in at like 12 or 14 minutes, right? So I would upload them at roughly 9 or 10 o'clock at night, and then the next morning at about noon, it would be ready to be posted onto the internet. God. So yeah, that's pissing me off, man. A lot that's of that. That's not
0: good. That's yeah, a I, don't, that's a I don't blame that's you. not a lot. I don't blame
2: Hey, Chris. Mm-hmm.
1: What did you learn this week? I have learned, just continuing on the uh, the child kick here, um, the way you behave with your child does indeed carry over to their interactions with other individuals. So um, maybe I'm starting a little young, but I, I'm trying to get Connor into like the combat arts, right? He's like 15 months old now okay um so i play a little rough with him and i do things i don't actively like headbutt him but i always try to you know work on like keeping like proper um <laughs> head, like, alignment know and what stuff so like you know you gotta you gotta get levels. head position yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you, gotta like, you gotta tuck your head into his shoulder blade and and keep you know if he's gonna you gotta make sure your eyes on the same level and that sort of thing so like you know, if you're sta- starting standing, you you always try to keep your forehead to forehead, basically. So, like, I do that with my son a lot. And I also, <laughs> you monster. And I let him... Uh, he, he plays a little bit rough. Like, he'll sit there and, like, fishhook me and stuff. And I just kind of go along with it because he's a baby and then he's not hurting me. So, I've found that when Connor now goes to, like the playground or something. Oh, and no. Maybe he walks up to him or, you know, crawls up to him and they're like, hey, what's up? He just puts his head down and just proceeds to crawl as quickly as he can to headbutt them. To which they usually will run away and and cry um, when they also are sitting and playing, which kids kind of don't really do. But, you know, if they get near him, then he'll immediately start trying to jab at their eyes and nose and fishhook their mouths and whatnot, to which. You know, I kind of have to snatch him away, and you know, reprimand him and whatnot. And the, while the other parents look at me like I'm some sort of like asshole father um, for raising a, a kid who's who's so ill-behaved, when I do it, I'm just playing with him. So it's making me. I've learned that I need to reevaluate the uh, the way I play with my son and uh, and start socializing him. I <laughs> <laughs> try to, you know, put jujitsu into everything.
2: I mean, you could just homeschool him and then home gym him, and you know he'll just grow up completely isolated from the entire world.
0: Yeah, like a baby <laughs> in the apocalypse, or as part of a race he, of he warrior super, poets super or something. Super strong like, and very is,
2: analytical.
1: But man.
0: yeah, and if the zombies come before he's eighteen, he'll be perfectly prepared. But if not, I mean, hmm, his middle name is I so. <laughs> Love it. I
1: love it. So, anyways, um. Rick, yes. switching up, what did you learn this week, sir? Uh,
2: Funny you would ask, Chris. Um, I learned that um, our buddy Chris is actually a scary, scary motherfucker. (laughs) Uh, This past weekend on Saturday, I had the great honor of being invited to Chris's gym uh, and uh, sort of fulfilling like a micro bucket list thing. Uh, where I took in one of Chris's classes, he led a a uh, BJJ class, and I was fortunate enough to uh, be available. And we went, I went over to Chris's place, and we hung out, and I got to meet his son, and I said hi to his wife, and we drove together, and we talked about whatever we we wanted to talk about. And then we got to class, and I put on my gi, and I put on my little green belt, which is kind of a big giant flag that says that this isn't normally my normal home gym, as Chris explained. They don't they don't have green belts; it's kind of a newish thing for. Uh, for gyms to to give that out. It's an intermediate belt. So I, I lined up with the white belts as I figured I ought to. And uh, as right before we were ready to get class going, Chris goes to the front of the line and everyone greets him as he's the, the sensei, the coach of the day as it were or what have you. And then Chris says, okay, everybody line up. And my butthole got like three inches smaller than I thought possible and a piece of diamond came out because I had stuffed coal up there five minutes prior. It was scary, yo. Like, Chris has got this, like, really, like, straightforward, like, it's hard to explain if you've never seen it. Tom, have you ever seen, like, like Big Scary Chris before? Yeah. It's no. something else. It's really impressive. He commands a, a class. He has a presence about him. And I, I was very impressed and a little, <laughs> a little concerned for my own well-being. Because at that point, I knew that the guy who I've been joking around and having a great time with for the last five, you know, almost 10 years, seven years, something like that, is actually this magnificent badass. And uh, later on in the day, when we uh, got to an opportunity to go live, Chris made sure to let me uh, wear myself out with a belt, uh, my, my rank, and then proceeded to literally clean the gym floor with my back. <laughs> and that was a eye-opening experience as well. Tom,
3: what did you yes. learn
2: this week?
0: Uh, I learned that I really, really miss EA <laughs> Sports NCAA football.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: More so than I thought
2: I pan, When you go um, to make a team mode, UCF would actually be highly ranked. <laughs>
0: Well, I just I really, really, really want to see what that offense looks like in a video game, because it sure looks like a video game in real life. And so I want to see how insane it is in a video game. And that's impossible because of the uh, the licensing lawsuit against the NCAA and EA canceling that game. Um, But apparently there's a group of people who have tried to keep that game alive because uh, if you remember, when the game was around, there was that little cottage industry of actually creating the real rosters every year that you could download yes. from, from other users, right? Because the game didn't come with the players' names, just numbers and positions, which that was why they got sued, because everything but the names was identifiable in the game. Um, so these guys who created the rosters are have basically continued to do that every year for free for the last NCAA 12. game that was produced um, in a 12. So there are people still playing NCAA football 12, uh, but these guys produce the new roster every single year and have ever since the game went away. And for a moment, and it was only a moment, I really wanted my old Xbox 360 six <laughs> so I could play that game. And then I realized just how fucking stupid that is. <laughs> And I thought better of it. But damn if I don't still want to play that game sometimes, especially lately. That's what I learned this week. Rick, if anyone wants to uh, argue with us about uh, Bill Maher or Stan Lee or the Hall of Fame or... Uh, maybe they just want to uh, sell me NCAA football 12 and an Xbox 360 at a discounted price. If you would How like to join me and
2: quack and the other band of characters and chapping Tom's ass on the internet, you can join us at those two jerks. Please make sure you join Twitter at those two jerks and then find at those two jerks. And I guarantee you at one point or another, we will all make fun of Tom together. It'll be great. And Tom will know <laughs> Because him. I know you saw that shit. And Tom. <laughs>
0: Wait, which thing the, are you referring the
2: whole to? Thing that we, it, was, it was on Twitter all day today, man. Like wow.
1: clearly, he ignored
2: you.
0: I, I, dude, I saw one. I saw one like tweet four. that had my name in it. I don't okay. even remember hey, what it was. Well, you know,
2: a lot of effort being made, Tom. Uh, if uh, if you <laughs> want to
0: <laughs> to troll to troll someone who's on oh, the no, show, we you. don't
2: do that as like the staple of the whole reason we have a podcast.
0: We troll when we're talking to each other. We don't need to troll me on Twitter, damn it.
2: Tom, if you want to be part of the greatest Russian oligarch society ever to be found, how can you join Facebook?
0: Well, like all good comrades, you <laughs> would go to facebook.com slash those two jerks. Join the proletariat, the nearly 800 of us waiting in line for toilet paper and, <laughs> and jokes. Bank
2: shotted paper towels. <laughs>
0: and and our rakes (laughs) right and and forest rakes very special stay tuned if you go if you go right now to our t public store you can get some t2j branded forest rakes with that great logo designed by jesse long that none of you seem to like Um. that's tom
2: alexander everybody he only values your enjoyment based upon monetary supplementation into his pocket
0: no it's not true we even got no reaction when the logo came out just to show it just hey this is our logo okay the uh, silence was deafening but shit when people want to troll me about <laughs> baseball damn they're all over it so you did see it. all over it oh, i
2: vaguely the, remember it was about baseball now end, Senator. no were,
3: dude
0: i seriously were i you, remember were baseball you, were you, were you lifting
2: it. weights with squee at that time as well <laughs>
0: No, no, I lift weights much earlier in the day than those tweets were sent. Thank you. Very Do much. you have a
2: calendar that can verify this?
0: I have a diary, actually. You know what's sad? I have a diary. November 18th, 2018. Me, Skippy, Squee, and Chip went on a boat ride. We had a cooler full of Narragansett and a boombox full of Yacht Rock and not a care in the world.
2: Ah, that guy gets a position for the rest of his life, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? I like Chris, beer. I like, like beer. I like beer. <laughs> I've anyway, beer. Chris, if people want to email us, how can they email us?
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. The accuser, accuser can't still can't move back to her <laughs> well, house and go listen. back to work. Be- still got to get drunk. Though. Still can't. Yeah, there's beers to be drunk and yeah. right wing death threats to be made. Chris, if people want to, people want to threaten us or just argue, email How us. can they email us? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Take take two, you take
0: two.
1: Chris, take how can they medicine? email us? They would email us at those two jerks at gmail.com Spell out. T W O at gmail.com. Looking back on it, looking back on it, we really (laughs) should have gone with the number. We got a lot more hits. Yeah, but then it would be like the Oneaters.
0: Oh, yeah. That's been the problem. That's been it this whole time. No, man. It's
2: like the Oneaters thing, right? (laughs) The Oneaters.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The Oneaters. Oh, my God.
2: A thing that you do reference. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs)
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, we all got yeah, it. You know, we
3: all got it. For the under thirty audience <laughs> out there.
0: <laughs> anyway, you can also call us and leave a voicemail if you have a nineteen ninety nine style anger at us. You can do that. That is three two one seven six jerks J E R K S. Leave a voicemail. It is unattended by a person. You don't have to worry about talking to a human being. Just wait for the beep and then yell. And we'll probably play it on here because it saves us time and content for the Sussman, Rick Sussman and the vocational Chris Vu, I am the Tom Alexander and until president Trump swears, he's not going to bother the NFL about the Anthem anymore, or at least for six more shows, we will remain those two jerks. See you next time.